I'm going to call up Pastor Siviwe. Good evening, and we give Asha a round of applause just to thank you for that. Appreciate it. <laughs> That's it, and no dance moves left, just preaching time, really. Uh, good evening. Uh, those of you who are guests, I want to thank you again for making us a part of your Sunday this evening, and we really hope that you feel at home. As you know, this is a family Sunday, and I want to pick up from where Asha has left off by asking and answering rather two simple questions. One, how do we, or rather, why should we read the Bible? The second question is, how do we more effectively read the Bible? And I want to answer the first question very simply by saying this. Why should you read the Bible? Here's why. The words in this book are God's words, and God's words are the best words. God's words are the best words. And, and the reason why God's words are the best words is simply this. God is a man of his word. What he said he will do, he does. And therefore, we can place all of our life upon his words because God's words will always be the best words. You see, you can choose for your life to, to choose the kind of words that affect your life. You can allow your life to be affected by their words. Anybody know who they are? Their words are the words you see on the billboards, those guys who are trying to create for you what beauty should look like. Their words are those guys on TV trying to describe for you what success, what happiness, what joy, what all the loveliness of life should look like. You could choose to live life based on their words. But if you choose to live life based on their words, you will get their words type of results. And here's what the Bible says about their words in Romans 12, verse 2. Do not be conformed to their words, but rather be transformed by the renewal of your mind through God's words, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God and what is good and acceptable and perfect. In, in other words, if you go to the next slide, you'll see this. If, if you choose their words, you will look like their world. You will look like all those other globes that are dimmed out. You will fit into the crowd. And those are the kind of words that bullies use. You know when a bully at school speaks to you? They are using their words. They're trying to make you like their world. And so if you choose to listen to their worlds, you will get their results. But if you choose to listen to God's words, you get transformation. Transformation is that thing that gives you the Superman in your life. It gives you the Batman in your life. It doesn't give you the Santa Claus. Santa Claus got some diet issues. We need to talk about that another time. But if... If you want to be stronger, if you want to be bolder, if you want to live higher, you need his words. His words are better than their words. Why? Because God's words are the best words. You could also choose to leave their words, but maybe you want to live by your words. 
Anyone have words for themselves? Who speaks to themselves here? I do all the time. Okay, okay. Crazy service. Crazy service. Actually, it is a good thing to do. It is good for you to speak to yourself. And how many of you know sometimes, depending on the mood, what you say to yourself is either good or bad? Depending on what you had to eat. You had McDonald's, you, you say bad things to yourself. Oh, man, look at me. But if you have broccoli, oh, okay. If you have veggies, man, all of a sudden when you speak to yourself, you're like, I'm so good, I look fly. I look good all the time. That rhyme that didn't even try. God is good all the time. Listen, you might want to live by your words. And whether your words are good or your words are bad, this is what the Bible says about your words. Isaiah 55, verse 8 to 9. For my thoughts, my words are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. So in other words, here's what God is saying. He's saying, my words will always be higher than your words. Even if your words are good, my words will always be higher than your words. So... If you want to reach the heights of your life, which ladder would you want to climb on? Your words or God's words? Oh, look at you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love it. I love it. I've never had a reaction before. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. You are good kids. Broccoli around the house. Listen. I get to deal with people all the time. And sometimes people like saying bad things to you or about you. But as long as you have his words, it doesn't matter. And at times, because of things that people have said to you, you start saying words to yourself. But as long as you have the words of the king, it doesn't matter. If I was you, I would choose God's words over my words. You know why? Because God's words are the best words. There are no other words that are better than his. No other words that come down from heaven, do something, and bring glory back to him. No other words do that. No other words have the capability to produce fruit. His words do. I I love the measurement God gives. He says, okay, Try and measure the distance between your words and my words. And he says, as far as heaven is from the earth, that's how far elevated my words are compared to yours. No matter how good your words are, there's always a higher place to live. And that is called God's words. Now, I'm hoping today to convince you to not choose their words, to not live by your words, but to live by God's words. And here's a scripture, Proverbs 4, verse 20 to 22 that tells us why we should choose God's words over other words. Verse 20 says, My son, be attentive to my words. Listen carefully. Pay attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not escape from your sight. Keep them within your heart. For they are life to those who find them and healing to all their flesh. In other words... When you find God's words, you find life. 
All the life that you're hoping for. All the life that you're dreaming for. When you find his words, you find life. I hope today that you would choose his words because his words are the best words. So, now that you know why you should read the word, how can you read the word more effectively? And I want to give you four quick tools to know how you can read the word more effectively in your life. First one is this. You want to pray before you read the word. Before you get into that portion of scripture that you want to read, whether it's one verse or five verses or a chapter, you want to take time to just pray. Why do we want to pray before? We want to ask God to allow us to understand scripture, understand the Bible. How many of you know sometimes the Bible is complex? It feels like this. But when we take time to pray, Luke 24 verse 45 says this, that then he will open the eyes, our eyes, to understand what the word is saying. You see, that's why you need community. That's why you constantly need to be around people so that they can inspire you as you pray to help you understand the Bible. So very briefly, before you read the word, take time to pray. Second thing you want to do, you want to actually read the word. This is good. This is a revelation for some of you. Some of you didn't know that you could do this. You just need to take time to read the word. Moses spoke about how important it was to read the word. And he was sharing to the Israelites how they should approach the word. And here's what he says in Deuteronomy 6 verse 6 to 9. He says, you must commit yourselves, give yourselves, give time to these commands that I am giving you today. Repeat them again and again. Don't just read it once. Read it over and over. Talk about it. Uh, uh, repeat them again and again to your children and then talk about it when you're at home. And then talk about it when you're on your way to school, when you're on your way to Rosebank, when you're on your way to the mall. Talk about it. Whilst you're on the road and when you're going to bed, talk about it. And when you get up in the morning, talk about it. And then he goes on to say, you must tie them. This, is, this by the way, is when bling came out in the Israelites. He told them, tie the word around your neck. Those of you who don't, who don't understand bling, bling is like diamonds and gold and, you know, the stuff the rappers wear. Just, just want to break down. Okay, he says, tie the word around your hands and then wear it on your forehead so that you can constantly be reminded of the word. And then he says, write the word down. Write it down on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. Now, I'm privileged. I had the rare opportunity to find a rare uh, uh, outfit that used to be used way back in the times of Moses. This outfit was what they would wear on their heads to let the scripture stay in the foyer. It was a rare occurrence. I found it yesterday, actually. It was an amazing, this is what they used to do. This is how they used to hang out. If you, if you walked into a mall in Israel, if you walked into my, my daughter right there, just went like this. Huh? If you walked into Israel, you walked into the city, into the malls, everybody was wearing one of these. Hey, how you doing? No, I'm good. I'm, I'm Genesis 1 today. Hey, what's happening? Hey, wait, wait, hold on before you give me a hug. I'm Exodus 5, 3 today. That's how they live. This is ancient equipment. Sorry, I can't share it with you. But you can make it yourself 
to keep the word in front of you at all times. Thank you, Mama. Now, you want to read the word, and you want to keep reading the word. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. That, that term hearing is a, is, a, is a continuous term. It means to hear and to continuously hear. Therefore, faith doesn't come by hearing once. It comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. And all of a sudden, faith is being birthed in your soul. So you want to read the word. Then three, you want to reflect on the word. Now, the best way I know to reflect on the word is to ask questions, good questions about the word. When you ask good questions about the word, it's like you're digging out all the good stuff from the word that you can get. Now, after the service, you will find at the info desk, I want to encourage parents to go get it. I want to encourage everybody who's here to grab one of these. You'll find a flyer that, that speaks of the kind of questions you can ask. I'm going to briefly run through those questions for you. One, when you read a particular scripture, one of the questions you can ask is, is there any sin that I need to avoid from this text? Or is there any sin that I need to confess from this text? The next one is this. Is there any promise that I need to claim in this text? Third one, is there an example that I can follow from reading this text? Fourth one, is there a command that I need to obey today from this text? Lastly, is there knowledge for me to gain? What can I learn personally? from this text that I'm reading today that can help me move closer to Jesus but help me to be a representative of his kingdom today. I want to encourage you to grab a hold of that and use those questions with your kids. Use those questions by yourself to allow you to reflect deeply on the word. And lastly, pray. Pray after, the, pray after you've read the word. And this is important because you want to pray for God to give you the courage and the grace to do what he has said in the word. You want to pray for him to be with you, his presence, to walk with you, regardless of how old, young you are, you need God's presence in your life. Um, one of my kids, I won't mention a name. Um, <laughs> one of my kids uh, uh, got something at school, and, and so they, uh, they put her in a newsletter and asked her, hey, if you had to be an animal, what animal would you be, right? <laughs> and this is when I knew that, oh, this is my wife's kid. I didn't know before then, but now I knew, oh, this is where this comes from. Here's what she said. She said, <laughs> she said yeah, I would never want to be an animal. Can I get another question? Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, little person. <laughs> now, there's absolutely nothing wrong with saying what kind of animal. When I was her age, I was going, yeah, I want to be a cat. I want to be a lion. No, no. She's like, no, 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 no. Why would I want to be an animal? <laughs> right? Here's the deal. You see, if you live your life without the word of God, only thing you are left with is your words and their words. Imagine life like that. Imagine what life is like without his words, 
without his promises that lead us into supernatural life. Imagine what life would be like. I would rather be that person who says, no, I don't want to be any animal because I know who I am. I choose to live based on what he says, not on what they say, not on what I want to say, but I choose to live based on what he has said about me. Life without his word would be left with just us being the result of our good or bad words and their good or bad words about us. I hope today you can choose to live on his words because his words are the best words. God's words will always be the best words. Before I close, I want us to take a moment, whether you are with your family or with your friends, to ask and talk about one simple question for just three minutes. What is the one thing that you are willing to do this week to prioritize his words? What is the one thing you are willing to do do this week to get closer to him. Just one thing. I'm not asking for many things. Just one thing that you can and are willing to do this, this week to prioritize devotion, time in his presence, time in his word. Could you take time, find two, three people around you, uh, grab a child, uh, um, just drag him along, um, <laughs> and have a three-minute discussion. What can you do this week to get closer to his words? All right. You've got about 30 seconds left. You can start closing down those conversations. Another 30 seconds. one last story um, as we close 1922 a bunch of scientists found a tomb this tomb belonged to a guy by the name of King Tut King Tut had passed away in 1300 BC 1300 BC and they found a tomb that had been in existence for over thousands of years And what they found in the tomb was a whole bunch of corn seeds. And they decided out of interest, let's take these corn seeds and and go to Israel where they were coming from. And let's plant these corn seeds and water them, put them in soil and see what happens. The corn seeds grew, started to bud. All of a sudden, corn started coming out. Incredible. They started writing about it. You you can Google King Tut's tomb and corn seeds. The story is right there. No matter how far you are from God, no matter how dead your life is, no matter how dry the space of your life is, 
His seeds keep on working. But when you put them in to the soul of a human, they produce something. They bring life. They bring change. They bring transformation. No matter how far you feel from God today, regardless of when the last time you read the Bible was, regardless of when the last time you prayed was, if you would choose today, tonight before you go to bed, to take his seed, put it in your heart, stuff will grow. It won't grow because of you. It won't grow because you're good. It won't grow because you are repented. It won't grow because people at church like you. It won't grow because you've done all the right things. It will grow because that's what the seed of the word does when we read it. When we put it in our hearts and we choose his words over their words, over our words, stuff changes. And the reason why that happens, the reason why you can bank your life on the fact that tonight when you read, tomorrow when you read, next week when you read, next month when you, are keep, on, when you keep on reading, the reason you can bank that the seed will continue to grow is because God's words are the best words. They, they never let us down. He just keeps doing what he does. His words are the best words. So whether you're young or old, whether you're new or whether you've been here for a while. Place your faith in him. Give him a chance. Read his word. I want to encourage you, all of us, can we make some kind of commitment to try and read the word every day for the next 21 days? And let's just see what happens. I don't know what kind of soul you have. I don't know what kind of stuff is going to grow in your life, but I know something will grow. Just for the next 21 days, let's just say, hey, we're going to read the word every day. Even when we feel like it, even when we don't feel like it, we're just going to do it. So, I'm going to close with that. Let's pray. Father, again, as we say every single Sunday, thank you for your word. Thank you for your word. Thank you that you fulfill your word thank you that this evening like 2,000 years ago your word will still work like it worked in Jesus day like it worked in Moses day like it worked in Paul's day it will still work today for us the same way that it worked for them so Lord we repent where we haven't looked at your words as the best words where we've tried to find other words to find meaning and life and healing for our souls. Today, we come back into alignment with this simple truth that your words will always be the best words. Amen.